Geeks Assemble! Do you know the entire Green Lantern Oath by heart? Do the ushers at your local movie theater know you by name? Are you captivated by the feeling of pulling the plastic protectors from fresh, out-of-the-box electronics? You've found your podcast! Geeks Assemble is a recently created podcast you should definitely check out. In each episode, co-hosts Chance and Colby discuss topics ranging from film discussion to in-depth looks at your favorite characters from pop culture to news ripped straight from the headlines. Episodes range from 30 minutes to an hour, and early episodes include blockbusters like Wonder Woman, Spider-Man Homecoming, the Planet of the Apes trilogy, and the past, present, and future of the X-Men. The best part is their community, The Citadel, where listeners have direct input on the direction of the cast. You can find them on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeksassemblepodcast and Twitter and Instagram at geeksassemble. My name is Cody Armour, and I'm here with Joe Morgan. Yeah, Zooks. And Shelly Walter. Hello. And you guys heard me right. It's episode 99. 99. We've got, Nine. this is the last one. I was about to say we have one more. This is it. This is this episode, and then in two days, we go live at facebook.com slash Race and twitch.tv slash Race. September 29th to Friday, 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Games, giveaways, I'm so stoked. I can at least guarantee face uh, uh, Twitch. I'm going to have to work on everything oh. in the next oh. day or two. Yeah. If you just need the Steam key, I can help you with that. Cool. Um, we'll we'll make it happen. Out. Yeah, yeah. definitely twitch.tv. Um, we'll be looking at two different chats. It'll be a little confusing. It'll be we great. got this. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited for it. Uh, we also need to give a shout out to our Patreon, Scott Phillips. Uh, we have more Patreons than Scott Phillips, thankfully. But uh, Scott Phillips is the one who chose the shout-outs on the podcast. We love you. Uh, we don't ever see Scott Phillips, like, on on Twitter, though. Scott Phillips. Does he have a Twitter? We'll be shouting you out. You should be tweeting at us. I wonder. Get in the, get in the conversation. Get in the loop. Hit yeah. us with those hash jams. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> hash jams, I guess. Uh, okay. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about PUBG single player, Maze Runner, I, that's still relevant, I promise, and the new Punisher trailer. But first, some hash hash jammers, is that what you called them? Hash jams. <laughs> we got we got two of them. Uh, first one coming from Corey, Chainmail. What is your life verse, a verse or section of scripture that you hold to your heart and live by? Mine is James 516. Love you guys. Hashtag GUGCast. What do you what do you think, Joe? Um, so if I had to pick a verse to live by, I put this in all my emails, and and honestly, I don't have it memorized like I should for a life verse. Uh, I think when he says life verse, he's talking about you know something kind of a mantra you live by and with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Colossians two two and three. My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom we in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. But beyond that, something that's that's really relevant to me personally, I've got I just recently got this tattoo on my right bicep. It's a phrase that I used to just kind of disregard, but as as I've come to deal with different life circumstances over the past few months, especially with the tumor and now a broken arm and, and all kinds of stuff that's happened. Um, Soli Deo Gloria. Uh, to God be all glory yeah. has, has kind of come to resonate. No matter what happens in my life, you know, if it's good or bad, whatever happens to me or to the people around me, God will be glorified through it all. How about you, Shelley? Um... I don't have a technical life verse. I used to basically, um, how my church worked, the youth program at my church, they would give you a 
um, Bible when you turn, I don't know, maybe you're in sixth grade or something. So I still have that Bible okay. and I still have a life verse that my, yeah. my parents chose it. Um, I actually don't remember which one is. I think it was the, um, where your heart lies, your treasure. That one. Was also. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. that one. But I don't really resonate with it. It was just sort of something they chose. But um, the last couple of years, I um, have sort of resonate a lot more with Matthew six twenty five through 34. So that's like a whole section, not just a verse. Um, but just like that whole section, every time I hear it in a sermon, I'm always just like, oh my gosh, yes. Which, I mean, of course I do that for lots of sermons, but I Is that know, Sermon just, on the Mount? Yeah, it's, um, you know, do not worry um, about like what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, because like, you know, the birds are taken care of, everything else oh, is taken yeah, care yeah. of. Um, pretty much... God know, feeds the birds. How much more important yeah. are you than the birds? Exactly. Yeah, I like yeah. just always think about that. I that it mostly came to my attention, not just the verse itself, but just like it resonating with me. Um, when I wrote a paper about it last, uh, not last year, freshman year. I am a junior now. Freshman year um, <laughs> for my first class, and it was about it was. I'm taking that section, and I wrote it with um, how it related to the seventh Harry Potter book. And just oh, that cool. whole process, um, I don't know, it's just so, it's one of those sections that I always just come to and go back to and go back to because I, um, especially school started up today, so I'm like really stressed out. Um, it's just something I really love to fall back on and be like, okay, no, I don't need to worry about this. Um, you know, birds are taken care of, so I must be taken care of. I must be loved, you know, that sort of thing. So right. I definitely think that's like, if I had to choose something, I, that would be it. So. I'd kind of forgotten about that. I was very, um, it gave me a lot of hope and a lot of encouragement when I, I had quit my job yeah. uh, to volunteer full time. That was one of those verses that I was like, that was one that I had read and it gave me so much encouragement to do what I was doing uh, mm-hmm. because I was so second guessing myself when I started to, I was like, this isn't going to work. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mine. So I, I also have never called it a life verse, but it's not the first time I've heard of the term life verse, uh, a lot of people at my church use it. And uh, mine is, I guess, it's more just a favorite verse of mine, is James 4, 14. Because you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You were just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. And mm. that probably seems really dark and grim. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, it's kind of a reminder of, like, like, you only get this life once. Like, do what you can, get what you can out of it. Um and so it's been very much like don't don't waste my time here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's that's what I do. I think life verses are really interesting though. I think it's called, it could be kind of dangerous to uh, you know base anything off of just one verse in the Bible. Uh, I was actually just joking about life verses the other day because <laughs> they're I I can't even say it on air. It's that bad. Uh, but <laughs> Ezekiel twenty three twenty, and <laughs> we were laughing. I'll I'll let people who are over the age of 18, go look that verse up. Um, but I was like, it'd be so funny if someone had it tattooed on like their arm or something, because it's just a terrible verse that is not something you would think is in the Bible. Um, right. <laughs> so definitely, if you're doing a life verse, it's much more of like, a, this is a very quotable piece of the Bible and not like, I should base my life off of this one verse. Right. Yeah. Because I feel like with life verses, I'm really bad at memorizing verses. I always have been. Um, so just taking a whole section, I don't know, because I can remember the concepts of it. I can't really remember the exact words as so much. So it's, it's like, I can take my interpretation of it. I can take others interpretation of it and I can just remember that and carry it with me. So. Cool. All right. And then we had another question. We never have two questions in a row, uh, or in one week. Uh, and that is from Assad. A question for y'all, what type of preparation do you make for going to a big uh, conventions like PAX? It's plane tickets, uh, <laughs> making sure you've got every piece of electronic gear you could possibly need. Uh, in our case, for PAX, we had to apply months ahead of time to make sure that we got our press badges. Yeah. And then when we didn't think we were going to get press badges, we had to actually buy badges and then trade them in once we got there, basically. Yeah. Has ever been smooth getting the press passes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not yet. I anyways. have more confidence in this next year, though. I have a lot more confidence. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, lots of business cards. I did not have business cards the first time. Um, we all went to PAX together. Um, mm-hmm. But this last time with LJ, I made sure I had some business cards. Um, <laughs> I don't have to worry about plane tickets or where I have to stay, which is really, really nice. But for, for West, me, but it's for more like a else. mental preparation because I'm such an introvert. Yeah. I have to like make sure I'm ready for, you know, go hard on the days. You're walking around, you're buying stuff, talking to people. Um, just making sure I'm like mentally prepared for it. So, well, and and other things like make sure you got cash, make sure you got oh, ways sure. of transportation. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Grab a few protein bars for your backpack for the day. That sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, for any like whether you're working convention or if you're just visiting, protein bars, water, and Life make saver. sure that you wore deodorant, please. <laughs> Probably plenty of hand sanitizer too. That's important. <laughs> I would say you don't want Pax plague. Yeah, the people, uh, I went to NindesuCon, and Con Funk was a very real thing there uh, last year, or last, con last month. fever. But, yeah, I would say that's basically it. I, I had an entire bag for camera gear, which was a little extensive, mm-hmm. excessive. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, we, we bring a lot of camera gear. Our computers, I at least had my Mac, you had your microphone, and your Oh, uh, and a, and a battery charger, like bring a juice pack. Yes, yeah, that's a portable helpful. battery block. Very yeah. helpful with, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. And we brought some video games to play. And yeah, we all had our 3ds. We all had our 3ds's. Yeah. Uh, we never. I don't. I didn't play any 3ds at PAX when I was there last. But at Comic Con, uh, I did get my Switch out for a little while. I turned mine on just because I'd never, I'd never gotten a street pass before. <laughs> oh. And, and I got like forty one. or fifty street passes in a LJ pretty short say, span there. LJ wants to say a portable charger, especially uh, if Cody's bringing a camera because he won't charge it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that's that's basically it. I, I don't pack a lot. I, it's weird because I have my technology and my clothes, uh, and then I brought like a water bottle and some some snacks. My yeah. wife always makes sure we have plenty of snacks. LJ said, I may have uh, worded LJ's wording a little differently. That's okay. Took liberties. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically, I we did end up, I think, buying a bag, or Tia brought a bag, I can't remember, for all of the stuff we bought, but that's irresponsible. That's, right. and well, and that is a good point. If you plan on getting stuff at the con, which most people are always going to pick something up, you know, I mean, I bought a couple of hats yeah. and, and some stuff. Make sure you plan to take that stuff home. That you have enough right. room, have the room on the it. plane if you're yeah. taking a plane. Yeah. Or if you need me to ship it back to you, that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that was that's basically everything for PAX. Mm-hmm. It's always a fun time. Yeah. yeah. Just stay hydrated. <laughs> Hydrate or die. Literally. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hydrate or your life will be a mist. Ooh. <laughs> Bring it full circle. Joe, <laughs> what did you get out about this week? So, uh, despite the broken arm, I, it hit me on the way back from church earlier this week. It's like, I can still play Destiny. <laughs> my, my brother was like, how the heck can you play Destiny? You can't move your thumb. And it hit me. I have an Xbox One Elite controller. I was able to remap. So, it's got paddles on the back. And I was able to put paddles on the left side. They're magnetic, so you can remove them and add them. So I, I added paddles to the left hand so that every single one of my fingers controls something. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Sounds like a lot of work, I, but I mean, if it's worth it. it's I've, I've got it figured out now, so I feel like I'm pretty proficient now. Um, and then it's so hard to go back. I aim with my right pointer finger, and I changed my A button to be my right trigger, so I shoot by tapping the A button. So I'm controlling everything with my left hand except moving my aim and shooting. Wow. <laughs> and it actually works pretty well. Like That's really smart. I've been doing PvP, and, and I did the Nightfall. And we tried the first bit of the, of the raid uh, uh, last night or the night before. Spent like five hours trying to get through one phase of the raid, and it was brutal. Which reminds me, I, I'm doing it with friends that are also in the Geeks Under Grace uh, clan. If you're looking for people, though, there are definitely guys and gals in there trying to find 
crews to run Nightfall strikes and and set up raids and stuff with on both Is Xbox our and PS4. Full um, I think we've got. I'm not sure how many people we're up to, but we're we're hitting our maximum cap on characters uh, on uh, like clan experience and everything every week. Wow. And if, if we ever do finish a raid or anything like that as a clan, everybody in the clan is going to get gear from it. So That's cool. That's yeah. nice. So I've been playing that. I picked up, I've been looking for some turn-based stuff to play on my own. Mm-hmm. Right. I picked up Monster Hunter Stories on 3DS. Oh, yeah. And I really like it. It's got... It's adorable. It does. It's It's got... It's got a lot of the elements of, of Monster Hunter, which I really like, but it is a turn-based RPG in combat. Oh, then you... But yeah. it's... So, yeah, it totally works. I, I can totally chill out and play with one finger and not stress out about it. Right. Um, and in combat, you take one monster, and you go into combat, and then the monster you're fighting against, it's, it's a paper, rock, scissors, basically. Power, speed, or technique... And so you have to figure out what attack the monster is going to use, and you counter, and you get a bonus if you attack, land it successfully. Yeah. Okay. You land enough successfully, you and your monster can form a bond. You can ride your monster to get extra attack. Ooh. That's <laughs> and build that up for a super attack. It's it's pretty neat. And then you're like sneaking into monster layers, getting eggs, and hatching the monster eggs to grow your your crew. So, I'm really enjoying it so far. And then uh, I played a little bit of um, Tales... Let's see, what... T- uh, T- Trails of Cold Steel is the... Cold Steel. Is, yeah. So, I bought Trails of Cold Steel, and I played like the first three hours. I got through the prologue, okay. and that's also really fun. I'm really enjoying that. I'm playing that on PC, but I'm playing with a PS4 controller, and it's completely turn-based, so it's another one that I don't have to stress I out about. Yeah. Trails in the Sky... I'll talk a little bit about it later. So um, much. Predecessor. There are like four members of the GUG staff playing through Trails of Trails of, of the Sky mm. or Trails of Cold Steel right now. <laughs> like the Twitch team. Popular. Half the Twitch team is playing it right now. Yeah. I always see it pop up in that little Twitch chat. I'm like, oh, someone else is playing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I finished... love the art style, at least for Trails of the Sky. Oh, yeah, and, and it's completely different for Trails of Cold Steel. It's a 3D, I mean, it's yeah. very much a modern sort of look. So, yeah. Uh, I finished the first major story arc in Roroni Kenshin, where he's fighting against uh, his, his kind of his uh, manslayer next in line and all of his underlings. Okay. That, that anime's been around forever, but I'm just now working my way back through it. Yeah. And I love I love Kenshin Hamura, or Hamura, yeah Kenshin Hamura, the the character and all of his all of his friends and stuff, and it's it's an old anime. It's been around forever, but I love him as a character. Like this guy yeah, that you know is one of them would be on like Adult Swim. Yeah, you, this guy that you know is bad to the bone, but he absolutely will not kill for anything. And I love that. Like he keeps breaking up these sick new moves. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. But that's actually only half of the series. I've still got another season and a half left to watch. So, plenty left there. Is it only two seasons long? Three seasons long? Three seasons long. Oh, wow. Well, then I don't really have an excuse. I better watch it. Yeah, and I've finished a season and a half so far. Cool. And I'm all caught up on Ruby. Yeah! Yeah. So, I still think the third season was the strongest. Less than a month. Think who's the strongest? I think the third season was the strongest. Oh. What did you think of the fourth? It it throws some new some new elements, but I think the third season was stronger as well in terms you of narrative. Also, you were looking forward to it because of the art style. Did the art style change drastically enough for you? It did, yeah. I was surprised. I mean, it still maintains some of that look and feel, but it's, art style, it's much more fluid. The animation yeah. is yeah. way more fluid. And if you watch the trailers for the um, fifth season, it looks... Even more fluid. Even better. It's yeah. even slightly better. I mean, I just remember watching through the whole series and how with each season you could figure out their facial features and like what expression they're making on their face more. And I could see that in the newer trailers even more than the uh, uh, season. Mm-hmm. So that's like exciting. 
Yeah, me and Joe, we found out a great time to watch it again because it is coming out in like a month. Yeah, yes. less than a month so now. Excited. Oh man. Yep. Yes. I'm all caught up, and I, I really like. There's several characters that I didn't think I would care anything for that I really do like. So, like who? Sun. 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 I love. I like Sun. Sun. I don't like yeah. his name because I feel like she's always going like Sun. Yeah, except <laughs> like, Sun Wukong is a legit Sun? Chinese god. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> and he, he's the I just feel like team. she's always yeah. like, son, let me Man, tell no, you. I love how like the names are all pretty much every character in that anime. Every important character is after some myth- mythological or fairy tale character. Yeah. It took yeah, me a while to realize that Penny was um, Pinocchio. So... Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't that. realize that, that either. Every time, it's, it's just instead of growing a long nose when she lies, she hiccups. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. I mean, yeah, with, like, Sun, yeah, that's what he's based off. I just, it, they're so loyal to, like, the mythology, I think. It's, I was going to say, yeah. He, up the winter, wise. Yeah, um, why Schnee is German for white snow. White, white snow. snow. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. And the, and the butler is the uh, seven dwarves. I could go on. I won't because we don't have time. But yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, good. We've though. talked I'm, I'm a lot about Ruby the last few podcasts. Yeah, yeah. go watch I'm, it. I'm digging it, and it, yeah, it's totally free. You can I watched the whole thing All on, on Rooster Teeth's YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, completely legitimate playlist. You just you just have to be willing to click through the intro every episode if you don't want to <laughs> watch mm-hmm. two minutes of that. Uh, getting into the news for gaming this week, as we mentioned at the top of the episode. PUBG has passed one and a half million concurrent players. That's a lot. That's crazy. That's a lot. So it is topping Steam right now, I'm pretty sure, handily. Um, And the thing that that was more notable for that to me was that the devs are considering single player for the game. Yeah. And I don't know how you're going to do single player for a game like that. Unless it's a bot match, which would be super boring. I hope it has story. Surely. Right? Like, the money that's coming in... They can invest in something good. Uh, Yeah, they're still not officially released. They're still technically early access. How much is the game? $30. Okay, yes, they got money. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, 1.5 million people at the same time. And all those people spent 30 bucks on the game. They're doing okay. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. (laughs) Oh Um, my gosh. They could hire some actors if they wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about PUBG with Battle Royale. Fortnite has announced their 1.6.3 update, which is officially going to release um, their Battle Royale mode. Battle Royale mode. Um, they okay. they released it earlier kind of in a beta type phase, but it's, it's officially getting rolled in. And from what LJ was telling us earlier, I guess if you bought the game for that Battle Royale mode, I guess you can get your $30 back. For the early access, because that's going to be free to play this week. That's cool. And then finally, something that chaps my hide: uh, Fire Emblem <laughs> Warriors just got DLC announced. Mm-hmm. The game isn't out yet, and they already have three DLC packs prepared for it. I have Didn't a they feeling... have DLC prepared for Zelda before it was released? Uh, yeah, yeah, you could buy that that season pass that gave you a Switch T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Nintendo. I don't so, know. So, Nintendo. Um, they said that the first DLC pack is going to have uh, Fire Emblem Fates focused content in it. And there are going to be three packs. Each one's going to be $9 a piece. Or you can buy a season pass for 20 bucks to get all three of them. Okay. And if you buy the season pass, you can get Lucina's wedding dress. Yeah, as the bride outfit that was featured in Awakening as DLC. Okay, so that okay. actually has somebody out there brand. is like, finally, I can have my waifu. Well, they. <laughs> fun fact: they. Um, I know this because I bought the Fire Emblem Awakening art book um, and looked through it. They, the uh, the curated the class, the DLC class for Awakening, the bride one. Um, and it's apparently actually really good, but obviously I don't have it because I didn't buy that DLC. But they based the look off of Lucina. Okay. Like, they okay. based it off of her model first, and then they put it onto other models. Um, so it, it kind of makes sense. It's weird, okay. but it kind of makes sense. <laughs> okay. But, cool. 
Yeah. I can imagine they, like, announced that DLC, though, because they know people were not upset. Um, were No, that they were upset with the roster, even though they added Keita and Tiki, I believe. I think those are new ones that they just announced as well. Um, when is that game officially supposed to release? Because the first DLC pack is supposed to be out by December. October or something? So that's just 20... in the next month or so. Something. It is in October, though. I'd swear. Okay. So... That is not that far away, then. Yeah, it's coming up. Um, and I'm going to get it. And I'm going to be excited because they actually branched out a little bit in the last month or so. so. October 20th. Yes, that sounds And good. they announced the Krom and Tiki Amiibos as well. Oh. Okay, cool. You can hear about the uh, We'll go ahead and move into the pull list for the week. we got several big hitters. Uh, the SNES Classic. You mean oh, Star Fox yeah. 2. Yeah, Star Fox 2, there you go. <laughs> so I didn't realize that Friday the 29th, uh, is that Friday? I think. Yes, we are going Yeah, so the day that we're going Friday. live, Friday. I should have my SNES Classic. Woo. Awesome. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, we'll see if Walmart actually comes through and delivers on time. Let's hope so. But yeah, StarCraft 2, or Star, Star Fox 2. I don't 2. have it. I don't have a pre-order or anything. I'm really hoping that Star Fox 2 comes out other places. Uh because if not, I might have to get this game specifically for this console. For that, I might have to get this console specifically for that game. But it sounds like, according to what they were saying, I guess Reggie Fizeme was saying, like, don't pay crazy amounts for this because we're going to make enough this time. Yeah, they which is really interesting. Did before, so thank yeah. goodness for that. It almost sounds like a challenge. <laughs> like <laughs> we bet you can't buy us out. Yeah, you can't sell us out this time. Yeah. Oh yeah, you underestimate your Nintendo fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Cuphead comes out this week for Xbox One and PC. That one's been shown off forever. It's got like a 1930s art yeah. style kind it of. Looks a... really cool. I thought it was like out forever ago, not not 1930s. Long ago, show said earlier. But I got to be honest, uh, I thought it came out like a year ago. I've not been impressed by what I've seen of that so far at all. There's nothing about that game that makes me interested in playing it. It just I like the it art style. looks cool in the sense, yeah, the art style. But that's all I see when I look at trailers. I see the gameplay, and I almost... I just kind of ignore the gameplay, because I'm so obsessed with how cool the art style is. And I think... It's just... I'm worried that's what they're right? just doing. It's like, hey, look at you this say, art style. You say just a platformer, but this thing's already being touted for its difficulty. This is like the Dark Souls of platformers. It's... I don't... Okay. I didn't even know it was a platformer. I thought it was a boss Shuma? fight, boss fight, boss fight type. Oh, game. is it? Like that's a boss rush? I think it is. Yeah. Um, but I bet it's got like a scrolling platformer to boss fight at the end of each level type thing. Maybe I don't know. But I don't know. It's it's going to be notorious for being difficult already. For the free version, Google Cat Mario, <laughs> or don't. Don't do that. <laughs> Just go watch the archive of Jason. Or wow, yeah, LJ said Jacob. that they added the platforming stuff later, so it was originally only boss rush. Okay, okay, so, that makes okay. sense. Because I I didn't hear about the other stuff. I just heard about the boss rush. Yeah. See, I'm really, I'm disappointed that it's so difficult because it would have been fun just to have. It would have been a really fun story to have. There's probably a baby games. mode for you. I would, I would love baby mode. <laughs> <laughs> baby oh, mode it's a little bobblehead baby mode. Oh my god. <laughs> if I can just kill it's, things, it's not a cuphead. It's a baby. Can you kill him? You can kill things <laughs> yeah. in in it's the a 30s. Cup. You just bop them. <laughs> things don't die in cartoons. Oh man. <laughs> okay uh total war warhammer 2 comes out for the pc this week that game oh, looks yeah. intense that's the one yeah, you all saw that i got to play a little bit of and i was terrible because yeah. i've never played a game like that before but it looked really cool and if you're a fan of that type i would recommend it because it just seems like they know what they're doing yeah we've got coverage of that on our pax article on the site you can go check that out please do Boom. Uh, Rampa V3, Killing Harmony comes out this week. I know you pronounce that so much easier than I thought you would. Rampa. Yeah, I was looking at him like, what is he going to say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been around for a little while, so I've, I've heard it. Okay. Um. I've never, yeah. I've we, I know that we have somebody reviewing that on the site, so hopefully we'll have coverage up before too long. FIFA 18 is the big one this week, I'm sure... Uh, anybody that plays sports games is probably playing FIFA worldwide. Yeah, I'm not a sportsman, 
anymore, but sports. Yeah. Go sports. Well, as I said, FIFA is notable every year, so that's one I had to include. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had to include this one because it caught me so off guard. Firefighters Airport Fire Department. You heard that right. The art is a farming simulator style art, but it shows a plane burning on a runway. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and here's the flavor text for it. This is straight off of PlayStation's blog. Fire can be a friend, but also a merciless foe. Nowhere else is the danger greater than in the modern airport with thousands of travelers and highly flammable kerosene. Well, I'm interested, but I don't, I don't know. what. I'll watch a YouTube video because I want to just see, like, you're going to watch this plane coming in, crash and burn. Yeah. And you're going to try to drive your little water hose truck out onto the runway. It's I don't see any possible way this game could, could not be a total nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This Fire is... Fire Airport Fire Department. This is one of those things where I'm like, how did marketing go? Yes, this will be a good idea. <laughs> you know. No one's have... going to be offended about airplanes on fire. I mean, <laughs> I'm making a little bit of light out of this. If you are a firefighter, God bless you, you do amazing work. Yes. But in terms of video games, this is the weirdest sounding thing that I've seen in a long time. And we have a lot of JRPGs that roll through here. <laughs> and sad sounding. You yeah. lose a bunch of people on an airplane die. That's super right relevance. Yeah. Right, that's yeah. <laughs> uh, bring it back on a positive note. Gundam versus <laughs> comes out this week, so you can fight with giant robots. There you go. That'll be fun. Yeah. SteamWorld Dig Two launches this week. LJ's got a review of that up on the site right now. Go read it. Do it. The guy was super cool. You can read and listen at the same time. Made it. Was it was it Brian? Or is it Brian you were talking to? Yeah. Cool. Yes. Cool. Please check it out. I've, yeah. He seems like a real cool guy. And SteamWorld, the SteamWorld games are awesome. Just a great atmosphere, a lot of fun. Definitely worth checking out. The last one I included, I've not been including a lot of VR stuff, but I had to include this one because Voltron VR Chronicles comes out to the PlayStation 4 this week. Wow. Sounds cool. Voltron. Oh. Is it Netflix's Voltron, or is it just... It is Netflix's Voltron? Voltron. Okay. Yep. That's cool. Yep. And that's it for video games this week. Shelly, what have you been geeking out about? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I've been super crazy busy the last couple days getting ready for college. I moved into an apartment, and um, today was my first day of classes, so... Lots of stuff happening. Haven't had a lot of time to relax and play some games, but um, being back at college, I, you know, already had a large game of Smash um, with a bunch of guys, and it was super <laughs> duper fun. I realized I've retained a lot more over the summer than I thought I did, which is you edge guard good. like a champ. I'm okay. I'm terrible at edge guarding. That's the one thing I need to work on. I'm so bad at edge guarding. I. I'm terrified to go off the ramp. I'm terrified to go off the stage, and I need to learn how to do that better. Because once I learn how to do that, then I'll be, like, killer. But right now, it's like, I can at least survive until the very end. Um, yeah. And actually sometimes win against people who have Shelly can wreck me in Smash Bros. Yeah. <laughs> I know this. This, is, this has been proven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so fun. Um, but yeah, I did that, and on Friday night... I went to see Symphony of the Goddess, which was the <gasps> Legend of Zelda concert. Very cool. And it was really cool. I have gone to it before, back in um, high school or something, but I did not think it was so to long go. ago. I know. It was... You know what, last year? <laughs> Two years ago. No. no. <laughs> uh, heck. Anyway. Um, but it was really cool because, the, uh, unlike last time... They had Breath of the Wild music, and that was really cool. Yeah. Um, they, uh, it was just a cool atmosphere. Everyone dressed up in their uh, Legend of Zelda stuff, and I was wearing my hat. I got a pack and my shirt, um, and my boyfriend was wearing his Fire Emblem sweatshirt because he didn't have any Legend of Zelda stuff. But people like called uh, him out on it. He's like, "Good, I'm glad people did because 
I want people to know about Fire Emblem. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, oh, yeah, that was amazing. Because the music is so good. Because, I mean, I'm in band. I I love symphonic music and just listening all live. And, oh, it was so great. Yeah. So, highly recommend if you, if you are a Legend of Zelda fan, if you care even a little bit about the music. Um, yes, tickets are kind of expensive. But if it ever comes around your place, it comes... It's pretty annual, as far as I'm aware. I went to Denver once, and I missed it. I live in Arkansas. Oh. Yeah. It comes to Seattle guess, every year. Maybe Dallas-Fort Worth would get the concert. Yeah. That's probably as close as I... That or Oklahoma City. Probably. San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. I don't know where anything is. I don't is. know. It's... What about I Kansas thought... City? Kansas City? <laughs> That, that's a few hours for me, but that's relatively yeah, close. Yeah, there's one in Kansas City in October. <gasps> it's in late October. next week, though, so you better hurry up. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> we have episode 100 this weekend. I can't do that. Oh, dang, yeah. It's uh, on the 6th. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe next year. Sally can show the tickets right now. <laughs> yeah, I may or may not have immediately gone to the schedule in jealousy. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's very good. Um, so I definitely think everyone should go check. Also, the conductor was so hyped. It was amazing. I'm so used to orchestral conductors being super serious and professional. And not that he wasn't professional, but he would just turn around and be like, what's good? And like, you would like, you know, his hands, he would go crazy. And he would just be like, ah, <laughs> like to try to like build the hype. And during the, um... Wind Waker medley sort of thing that he was playing. He pulled out a Wind Waker for his baton instead of nice. his oh, baton, awesome. and everyone, of course, freaked out. Um, he brought the heart and the, and the hype to the place for sure. That's very cool. That's um, awesome. When we did the Geeks and Grace or Geeks and Grace, we did Geeks and Grace Symphony. What am I talking about? What? Uh, Game of Thrones. When the Game of Thrones Symphony was last year, uh, we went to that. That's that right. conductor. He, he was also really serious, that. usually. But then you could tell he like was such a fan of the show and the music he was creating, because when he got to talk about someone, he would just start like geeking oh, out over wow. the person or the music, or he's like, so and we got to do this, and it was so cool because we were able to do this and this, and this. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it was so funny too because um, there'd be parts of the songs where because it shows um, scenes from the video games on the big screen right. while this is all yeah. going on. And sometimes there'd be funny hap- something funny happening or just a funny, like, noise they're making with a timpani or, you know, percussion or something. And so, like, people would kind of laugh in the audience and then the conductor would just kind of look at us and, like, chuckle along as well. Um, he was just so engaged with the both um, the orchestra so cool. and the audience. So, um, really good time. But that's all I can think about interesting that I've done. I'm just excited that I'm back at school and that... I'm hoping my Smash game will be once again improved this year. That'd be great. I gotta do that edge guarding though. That's what I need to do next. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess we could just kind of go into some movie news. There's not a ton of, mo- of news. Not a lot of stuff happened. Um, starting out, um, the big news is that Maze Runner, which was was a popular series. I haven't heard anyone talk about it in a year or so. But yeah. they came out with the first two. Um, the first two books were turned into movies. The third book now, Death Cure, has a trailer that you can watch right now. So if yeah, you are I fan, I didn't even realize I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, it just kind of came out of the blue. I saw it on Facebook one day, and I'm just like, whoa, that's that's a I thing don't again? think the last movie did very well. So that could be part of it. Yeah, probably. I just remember I saw the first two right after each other, and I just wanted the third one right after that. I'm like, I have to know what happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I was really bummed. So the second one didn't do very well. Yeah. And then there were talks of it not happening, like the third one not happening, and I was like, but the second one was so good. Yeah. It's like, people should have just watched the movie. Yeah, Maze Runner, watched... Scorch Trials, that's what the second one was called. Scorch Trials, yep. I watched the trailer for this one and felt totally lost. Yeah. Which is not good. Like... From a marketing standpoint, the fact that they didn't give you any idea what was going on. Yeah. Even I was a little lost. I haven't seen... I saw those two freshman years, so that was like two years ago. Um, So it's been a while. I don't entirely remember what happened in Scorch Trials. I remember kind of part of it, but watching that... I'm going to bet something burned. Yeah. 
She's like, uh, sure. Uh, yeah. That was that was a that was a bad one. Um, you could say that joke bombed. Oh god. <laughs> going down okay. in flames. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking about this, even though I don't know what to say, just to have you guys stop. If you're a fan of Dylan O'Brien, or if you're a fan of Maze Runner. You can watch the trailer and, um, yeah, let us know what you think, I guess. I mean, when I hear Maze Runner, I think somebody going through a cornfield. Well, that, I, I mean, mean, you're not super far off. First one. It was a wall instead it's of a cornfield. Because but... Maze is corn. I get it. <laughs> Wait, uh... is that why mazes are called maze? That's probably it. <sighs> Whoa! I've never. <laughs> Coney's just had my life. La- <laughs> it's a maze, maze, amazing. <laughs> that blew my mind way more than it should have. I've never considered that before. This is the greatest moment in podcasting history. <laughs> I'm tempted to look up the origins of the word maze right now. It's gonna be geeks under grace. Where you learn things. <laughs> Let's do our podcast for education. Because of puns. <laughs> Bad jokes. Huh. Anyway. I had no idea. That makes so much sense. What were we saying, Shelly? <laughs> I don't even know. She's so over it. Death She's Cure. like, I'm done. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Death Cure is the last of them. I think they okay. did have a prequel book or something if i remember correctly but i doubt they would make a movie off of that unless death cure was somehow extremely popular which i, I doubt you could keep an ear out for it because the ear corn that's just that's what's going on. i'm just ignoring you guys now um, <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah that that trailer is just it's kind of chaotic but it has dylan o'brien so sign me up i guess <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna move on to the next bit of news. Um, okay, it's not it's not anything huge, but a Brie Larson, she's gonna be the actress for Captain Marvel. She says that she'd be super down to direct a Marvel movie, which yeah. I think that's pretty cool because um she's already she's a pretty big actress now. She got I forget mm. if she won um best actress or if she was just nominated, but I think she was at least nominated for best actress for one of her movies um that she was in. But now remember. she wants to kind of keep going beyond and beyond and try directing. It'll be really big news if it becomes official and she does direct yeah. the movie. I would hope for Scarlett Johansson's uh, Black Widow. Yeah. Because, I mean... That would be cool. There was a, a woman director for Wonder Woman and she did amazing. So I just think a woman director yeah. for another woman superhero would could be a good idea. I don't know. I'd be down. Yeah, I want a Black Widow movie. I think she would probably... I don't know. I've never seen her direct, but it would be awesome. Right, yeah. I guess we don't know her directing... I really just want a Black Widow movie. I really don't care who directs yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, But that's kind of all we have for movies. I not, Nothing else really came up, but I feel like Maze Runner's <laughs> Death Care is a big enough thing. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Yeah, so anyway. It's up to you, Cody. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I've finished Little Witch, Little Witch Academia, mm-hmm. which, uh, for those who didn't listen last week, I was told I should li- watch My Hero Academia. Yes. Yeah. And I found this instead on accident. Aside so that I could probably catch My Hero Academia on VRV, Verve, however you want to call it. So I might have to do that. I definitely did an English dub, because I'm a loser. <laughs> I, uh... I wish that I could watch Japanese and with English subs, but I just I can't do it. I'm not a true anime fan. Yeah, you're the um, type of person. <laughs> but Little Witch Academia actually ended up being really good. The first season was very goofy. There was no plot until maybe the last two or three episodes. Interesting. Uh, it was very much just like something fun to watch. Yeah. And then the last two or three episodes, they set up for the second season. And the second season was very plot-filled. Uh, and the whole thing had a point... So there's, there's movies I gotta watch now, too, but the movies 
at least one of the movies came out before the show and the movie did so well on Netflix that they were like, okay, we'll make a show about this. Mm-hmm. So I guess like the movies, the characters act a little bit differently. Um, and they're, they're supposed to be like not the same world almost, uh, which is really interesting. I'm curious. We're going to watch it because my wife is in love with it. I think she's going to cosplay as Susie uh, for Denver Comic Con. I'm trying to talk her into it. So I'm hoping that staying on the podcast will set it in stone. Uh, That's how it works. She's already. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she's already going to play B. Raven and uh, uh, Plum from Raven, obviously, from T-Titans. Plum from uh, Bravest Warriors. And they oh. both have gray skin. And yeah. so Susie has gray skin. Got it. So she can do all three in a week. She doesn't really have to worry about the. She already has a face paint. Yeah. So uh, if you want a fun anime, definitely clean. Uh, there wasn't any fan service, really. Um, it's it's a little it's overly kid friendly probably but it was a lot of fun to watch even for me and my wife um, who are children on the inside so bear that in mind cool but yeah I mean probably on par as far as like Last Airbender as far as cleanliness goes yeah and the, cool that's it doesn't get much better than that so yeah those are hard to find it seems that's like. a Nickelodeon so, show I mean that's that's made for children right yeah it's just really good for adults, too. Yes. Uh, it was enjoyable enough to watch. I, I think it's just, it's so rare in anime, you know, that world to find these clean animes that are actually good and not overly babyish. Yeah. Uh, so it's fun. It's heartwarming. Also, I didn't, I, I feel like this is cheating. I'm, I'm geeking out on part of my wife. Um, she played Final Fantasy World, and she finished it, but I've been watching her play most of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will say this. I think it is the stupidest idea ever for them to have released that a month before Final Fantasy XV. Because yeah. I'm sure it didn't do very well. Uh, and it is completely underrated. There are... Like, the whole game is full of puns. It is hilarious. There's anime scenes just randomly throughout the, the video game. Mm-hmm. I like it the is, chibi style. Yeah. there's and so You can go from the chibis yeah. to the grown-ups. Just mm-hmm. like these like full-size characters uh and i didn't really hear anything about it when it came out it there was i actually bought it for both ps4 and vita and it has cross play oh okay so you can cool. save That's your cool. file on ps4 and then pick it up on the vita and play from better would have been a great vita game yeah super nice yeah uh so i didn't get to play it i probably won't play it it's not um i don't like jrpgs much even though i just bought one <laughs> uh, we were talking about, and I didn't just buy a JRPG. I bought the longest JRPG, one of them. Apparently, uh, yeah. From what I've seen in like reviews and stuff, they're saying it's Harold is one of the longest, uh, and that is Trails in the Sky. And my hope was to buy it today and play enough of it to tell you guys my thoughts, but that's not what happened because, as we brought up in the last podcast, I own a Mac, not a PC. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's brought so up I bought quite it on a few Steam. times, actually. <laughs> huh? So it's brought up quite a few times on here. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so I bought it on Steam, and Steam was like, you know, you're playing on a Mac, right? This isn't going to work. Uh, so I got a refund on Steam. And then I went and did a bunch of searching and trying to figure things out. Uh, and so I there's this app, and I'm, the reason I'm telling this to people is because if anyone else, anyone else has a Mac... Uh, this might be useful information. There's an app called Porting Kit. And it's actually a really cool application for Macs because it's game-oriented. Um, it runs more than video games uh, on your Mac that are like PC-only programs. Mm-hmm. But it's for... Uh, but it's it's very much video game-based. And what I love about it is it actually has a search bar. And then if you're online, you can search for games you want and it'll find what games are compatible with it. Um, and then it takes you to GOG, which oh, is another okay. yeah. game company that you can um, buy games from. Oh. And so the reason they do that is just the way that GOG uh, works is it like it allows... So the way the programs are set up, it makes it easy for this program to use them. Um, but then you buy a legitimate game uh, and you can, you can play it on your Mac. And they had so that's it, what I'm doing. They had, they had it on GOG there? Yeah. Trails of the Sky? Legend yeah. of Heroes, Trails in the Sky. Legend of Hero- Heroes, Trails in the Sky. Yeah. Um, but I love that 
feature in this application that was like, we'll find games that are compatible for you. Um, so it had this whole library that I could choose from. Um, and it keeps them all in a library, so it's very easy to access. The first app I used before this, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was very confusing, and I couldn't get the patch to download. Um, so there's a patch for the game. And this streamlines everything, walks you through it. Um, so it's called Porting Kit. And I got to play a little bit of Trails of the Sky. Maybe I've probably made like 20 minutes of it. I haven't got into combat yet. Oh, wow. So it's it's been that soon. Super early. But the, but the beginning is so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super stressful. I had to work out my PS4 controller, too. It was being a mess. But I'm glad hopefully you next got it all figured out, though. Yeah. Uh, I was really, like, I was kind of down about it. I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to play this because I don't have a PC. Right. Um, and it's not on PS4. It's like a Vita PSP game, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to be able to get to play it at all. And now I can. It's pretty nice. Very cool. Uh, speaking of PS4, I also... Has Paladin's been out for a while? It's been out a few months. Okay. It's been so out a few on, months on the PS4, I should say. On the PS4? Yeah. It's been out so on PC I, for a little bit longer. On PS4, I downloaded a beta for it. And I don't know if it's in beta, and that's but it was free right. for me to grab Paladins. Um, so I'm playing a little bit of that. Okay. Uh, and that's been a lot of fun. It's very balanced, which I like. I, it's weird because everyone feels overpowered, but it's like everyone's overpowered into a point where it's all balanced like they're all overpowered yeah um so i've been playing as a character named carissa she is a sniper and it's the best sniper experience i've ever had in a game that's uh, nice because for the most part you're not camping uh with the sniper i i hate that about snipers you sit in one place and you snipe until someone comes up creeps up and shoots you um she has like the sniper it loads up the bullet and then it shoots um or you have a rapid fire uh, that's not in the sniping mode without the scope. Okay. Uh, I hip fire, I guess. Uh, it's been a, it's really really fun. Uh, the it's class based. Looks like there's a ton of characters you can get. Um, I'm only playing the beta, so I've got like six or seven characters to choose from, and then they've got a ton of like empty roster below. Um, it looks fun, but it looks like it'd be really repetitive. It's it's basically that game was. There was a dispute between this game and Overwatch. Okay, yeah, because they look very similar. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of mechanics that kind of cross the streams, too. Okay. And so this game was being worked on way before Overwatch, but Overwatch came out first. Hmm. And... I do want to say my favorite part of this game is the art style, because it reminds me of, like, classic Jack's, Jack and Daxter or okay. Spyro. Or those very goofy, cartoony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. classic. Um, yeah, Ratchet and Clank kind of feel. Yeah. Um, but then it's people with guns, and it's it was a blast. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, oh, and I got to watch it, the horror movie. The original or the new one? The new one. Was it scary? It, it's not scary, and so. I went in, and I watched it, and I loved it. My wife went in, and she left, and she was bored. Oh. Um, and that's because she went in expecting it to be scary. I was told it's like Stranger Things, so I went in with the expectation of Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, and I don't find Stranger Things scary. Uh, I find it suspenseful, but I'm not like, Yeah, Ugh. I kind of right. feel um, And so for her, she went in, and she doesn't like horror stuff. So she was scared at the beginning of the movie. Um, but after a while of it, like happening over and over. She's like, this isn't scary anymore. Just get on with it. Um, and so she didn't like it at all. It reminded me, it is like Goonies era. Uh, it takes place in the 80s. It's all these kids and the kids are hilarious. Um, and then it's it's very much this horror um, aspect to it. But everything was pretty predictable as far as the, the jump scares and stuff go. When it seemed like there's going to be a jump scare, there was a jump scare. Um... It's really good, though. A, a lot of people have said that it, it really sets the bar for horror movies. I doubt that's going to happen because I don't think that many people can pull off a horror comedy uh, and do it well to where it's actually funny and actually scary and isn't like, you know, a scary movie or something. Right. Um, it's rated R for gore. I don't think there was anything. Um, I don't think it was hypersexualized in any way. Not that I could think of. Um, 
and it is interesting. I wish we would have gotten to talk to the monster a little more. Um, I always have that issue in movies. I'm like, what if you just talk to it? What if he just wants what a would... hug? You know. Yeah. What if he just he he needs some conversations too. <laughs> and <laughs> my reasoning for that is because you don't know what it is. Uh, and it's like, I really just wanted them to be like, what are you? And then I really feel from the fact that he's a super bright clown um, and likes to kind of talk to the kids a little bit to creep them out. I think it would have loved talking about itself. Hmm. And I just I wish we would have got a little more a little more conversation from whatever it is. <laughs> um, it- yeah, <laughs> but it's a, it's a very good movie. If you're in if you're into horror movies, you'll definitely enjoy it. Um, it's funny. It is rated R. Uh, the kids are very vulgar. They've got, they need some soap in their mouths. Is that a thing that, that might not be politically correct anymore. It's, um, it's still super effective. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if that's politically correct. Uh, but that was a phrase we always got threatened with. I only ate soap once and it was gross. Uh, <laughs> Nasty. Um, a proof that it works. <laughs> but, yeah. Kids have potty mouths. Uh, but it, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Going on to some TV news. Um, I'd, well, I was trying really hard not to talk about the Flaro universe again. Uh, you just can't like, stay I, was, I know. I almost talk about it every podcast. So I was like, ah. But the crossover has been announced. It's Crisis on Earth X. Uh, what is Earth is, X? I don't know. I guess I don't think we'll we're supposed have to, know to yet. find out. Yeah, <laughs> but it alludes to Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is a comic book. Uh, it was like a comic book mini series or whatever. Not a mini series. I think it's when everything kind of came together and it was a big event. Um, but it's got a lot of characters that they're revealing. We don't. We've gotten some masks and stuff, so we don't know who's really going to be in it. But uh, a lot of new characters will be introduced, which is a lot of fun. Um, and it's supposed to be way more cohesive than last year's. And uh, I had talked about last year's and kind of complained about it a little bit, that it's felt very disjointed. Uh, each episode had its own thing going on. Uh, and Stephen Amell has said that uh, it feels much more like a movie. It's much more cohesive in story and that the way uh, it's been written and stuff and the way it's being produced feels a lot like a big movie. So that could be really cool. Uh, it might be enough to get me back into the shows because I've just like not caught up yet, but uh, Arrow's got to do something different for me to watch Arrow mm-hmm. anymore. Um, I, I don't want the Batman soap opera that Arrow had become. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Underworld. It's getting a TV show that's kind of been in the talks, but it is actually moving forward now. Uh, I believe it's supposed to hit, it's like sci-fi or TNT or something. That but sounds plus, reasonable. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what channel they said. But it's it's about werewolves and vampires, mostly about vampires. Uh, a really great movie series. Kind of was in, in tandem with uh, Resident Evil movies. I feel like they always came out around the same time the last two did come out in the same month i believe i I never cared for the resident evil movies though i like the underworld movies yeah underworld's way less cheesy resident evil was crazy cheesy i mean there's still some cheese but yeah it's very action oriented yeah um the the prequel is always my favorite they had an underworld movie where it was like way back uh and it was like medieval times it was really good uh, but it's this whole story about werewolves and vampires um, going to war, uh, and it's way better than Twilight. <laughs> that's that's a real low bar. <laughs> yeah, I promise. <laughs> well, they're just so close at, uh, when I'm explaining them that way. But I, I watched all the Resident Evil movies because my wife... I hadn't seen any Resident Evil movies, and my wife hadn't seen any Underworld. So the agreement was I'd watch all the Resident Evils. And she'd watch all the Underworlds, but she hasn't done so yet. So maybe it's time for a uh, a marathon. Though I don't know if this will be connected or not. I would I would bet it's probably not connected to the movies. Which would be unfortunate. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, Watchmen is going to be officially, uh, is officially ordered by HBO. That's a huge deal. That's been talked about for years now. Yeah. 
Man. It's been years since uh, that original movie came out. Yeah, and it didn't do so well in the box office, but it's like cult classic now. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Yeah. It, it's very dark. Yeah, um, that comic is dark. <laughs> yeah. Pretty Jason dark. Dean Morgan. That's his name, right? Jason Dean Morgan? Yeah, uh, Jeffrey uh, Dean Morgan. Jeffrey D. Morgan. Uh, he did a really great job. Uh, the comedian. Playing his character. Yeah, very dark character. You hated him, but he did well at making you hate him in that movie. Um, There's a reason he so, was awarded Lucille. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> yeah. Especially as a comedian. <laughs> but HBO is the perfect channel to pick this up. I, I would definitely expect it to be an HBO show. I mean, you have a character... It's literally naked. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. That guy. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, it's probably going to be pretty, pretty hard R. Yeah. Uh, and then, always some Marvel stuff in the TV TV realm. Um, <laughs> I'm so sad about this news. Inhumans uh, has gotten a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes so far. That's so bad. That gets way down there. Yeah. Uh, James Gunn, who is director of Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, has come out with a statement, and his statement is, I doubt that Inhumans can be saved at this point. Which, that's By really anything. Yeah, when your directors in your own, you know, company are like, yeah, it's not going to be good. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that's bad. Uh, so, I still plan on watching it. I think it comes out in a few days. Um, but I didn't go see it in IMAX. Because if you went to see an IMAX, you lost 10 minutes of footage that you would have seen in the premiere dates, which makes no sense. Why would I pay money to see less? Did you get it on an 800-foot screen? Yeah, but 10 minutes less of it. I mean, and how yeah, much is it screen. without the 10 minutes? Huh? Like, how much, how long is it? I don't know. Two 45-minute episodes. So, oh. 90... Well, then they, then they definitely... Okay, because my first thought was maybe they cut it down because it was going to be too long. Like, if it ended up being, like, two and a half hours or something, or three hours, then they would want to take some out. But no, that... Yeah, no excuse. I, I'm really bummed by the whole thing. Because Inhumans was supposed to be a movie. Right. And then they were like, no, we're not going to make Inhumans a movie, but we'll make it a show. And then it got really exciting because they were like, but we're going to make it a really good show. It's going to be a miniseries. It'll be an IMAX. Uh, and now it's just slowly going downhill. So I am going to watch it. I heard that the CGI in the trailers was not finished. We talked about that a while back. Um, hopefully it is better than it's come across so far. Uh, and I also don't always trust Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, uh, gave, didn't they give like Batman vs Superman like a zero? It was something really low. It wasn't I a zero. don't know. They gave something Batman vs Superman really bad scores, and I know a lot of people didn't like Batman vs Superman, but it wasn't as bad. It's not as bad as the Emoji Movie, I bet. Yeah, probably wasn't bad as Emoji Movie. I didn't what watch it. What I mean, a no one pile of smiling duty. Uh, so it's sad news in the Marvel world, but there's also good news in the Marvel world, and that was the Punisher trailer. Oh man, that does look <laughs> really cool. I mean, I never. Joe was pulled out of a room to go watch Punisher, this. but I saw a trailer and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It's going to be very hyper violent. It, it definitely is hyper violent, but man, they choreographed the whole trailer music like, yeah, all the slides and the reloads and the gunshots are all to music. It's, <laughs> it's really well done. Yeah, I mean, that's Marvel is really known for their choreography. Um, you know, you think of the the hallway scene. For Daredevil, yeah, uh, that kind of like really set the tone for what they have to set the bar, I guess. Um, so I'm doing it to the music like that. It doesn't surprise me at all. The coloring in Defenders with the lighting, um, they're just such a like attention to detail, and I'd expect that in the show as well. Um, it is going to be hyper violence. They're saying it is going to be the most violent Marvel movie we've seen so far. But I do love. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name. He's playing the Punisher, uh, but he's come out to say that like he does not want to make the Punisher seemed like a hero. He doesn't want to glorify him. Um, he wants to show a broken family man come vigilante, which is what the Punisher is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And I think that's going to come across really well with him. Uh, I'm so stoked. 
We don't have a release date. There was a release date that was leaked, and now reports are saying that that's not true. And I don't know if it's not true because it got leaked and they were like, no, we we're going to change it, or um, if it just wasn't right in the first place. Uh, but I assume what's happening is they're trying to kind of make sure Stranger Things gets its attention, because uh, that'll be coming out at the end of October uh, before you know getting Punisher out there. Plus, they're being weirdly secretive and making it seem like it's part of the campaign. Yeah. That's a thing. I didn't even think about that until just now. Uh, the comments on Facebook for The Punisher uh, they had for his trailer are hilarious. Why? Uh, because people were commenting on it, and then The Punisher Facebook page was replying. Oh. And uh, they were using GIFs from the tra- GIFs, I don't care, from the trailer. Uh-oh. Like, one of them, he was like, um, I'm so tired of this bleep. Uh, you guys not giving us the the release date. I'm leaving. And so it has the Punisher, and he's like, cocks the gun and goes, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there were so many of them. Uh, yeah. They, they're really good at the, the marketing with these things. Yeah. The Dare, Daredevil's Facebook page had something too, and it was like worst, uh, worst client ever, and that was their post. Did, for did you notice the there are crossover characters in that trailer? Yeah. Um, I can't I can't remember her name, but the lady that Page. Karen. Yeah, yeah. Karen Page. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and there's supposed to be a few other ones as well. Someone from Luke Cage. I can't remember his name, um, but he's gonna be in it, so that's kind of cool. It should be, should be a lot of fun. I I think that is the podcast though. Um, remember Friday, it's in two days. Please, please show Invite up. Invite your friends. I, <laughs> I'm like, if nobody comes, it'll be so awkward. Um, we'll still have a good time though. We're gonna be, we'll probably pull our notes together again. So we'll just have some news coming your way. Uh, you guys get to ask us questions. Uh. Giveaways, games. I'm I'm so stoked. I'm so ready. Uh, Joe, where can they find you at? Find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games. And Shelly, find me on Twitter at the Shellshock Twenty Four and Twitch at Shellshock Twenty Four. And you can find me on Twitter at Cody Armor. We will talk to you Friday. We'll we'll see you in two days. See you kind of see us. You'll see us. You're going to see all the emotion on my face. Yeah. There's a lot of it. Uh, yeah, there is. And I'll probably have Red Bull, knowing me. Probably. It'll be Friday <laughs> night, so I'll probably have a monster. Yeah. Keep gaming. Keep praying. And God bless. God bless.